2: winning cures everything now for your hosts gary and chris
3: welcome in winning cures everything it is monday january the 4th and it's a new year 2021-2021, 2021 2021 uh, and I've already put the wrong date on the on the stupid screen here I see uh, but I will fix that no worries uh, hopefully everybody had a good new year this is our first show of the new year and I am pumped man we have got so much to talk about McKinnon jumps in already on the chat he said happy Monday gents uh, hopefully again everybody has had a good you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, everybody got to watch some football. Chris, how about you? Was everything good over at uh, over on your side of the world?
2: Yeah, it was fine. I, I know I'm going to sound like a moron saying this, but the, the four days off in a row with a two or three-day, quote-unquote, I guess, work week, and then four more days off in a row, we... We gotta have stuff opened up, man. I can't sit at home for four days. I just can't do it. I'm, I'm going crazy. I'm going insane. Everything that needs to be done in my house has been done to my house, and and I, I'm I'm about to go insane. I went today. That. I left this house at seven thirty, and I went to work, and I felt real good about myself. I do not do well sitting around for four days.
3: Well, I have to sit around all the time now.
2: So I know you do, it's, and it's I, I, don't, I don't. know how you do it.
3: Uh, it's it's really it's difficult. Like you have to get up and get in a routine, and you know, like this area that's right here that you are looking at on the screen. If you are watching the show live, uh, this is where I am all day, all work oh, hours. Man. Uh, no, no. You know, and, and now I do get up, and you know, I sweep the kitchen and I am wiping the floor. I scrub the toilet. Like I do all the household chores since my wife is actually at work, uh, so I handle all that. You know, I I deal with the the two year old. A lot, so like, there's a lot of running around and whatnot. But like, I'm stuck in these premises for the entire workday, and it is frustrating. And I don't know how how people just do it long term. Like, this has been long term for me, but like, man, I am dead. Like, this is I, don't, so I don't mean to
2: complain, and I know that having a holiday on, you know, th- everybody gets Thursday, Friday off, and then we get Saturday, Sunday off, and and I enjoyed watching a lot of sports, and I, I, you know, I, it's fine. I need, I need something to do. I can't just do that for four days straight. <laughs> I, I can understand. I, I, I did. I did it. I sure did. And I, I just was crawling up the walls. Yeah.
3: So. No, I can I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, of course, winningcureseverything.com is the website. We'll go ahead and get through all that. Uh, SBRpicks.com slash NCAAF is where you can get our college football gambling content. Chris and I both went 28-20 and 20 on our gambling picks for the entire bowl season. I was kind of impressed, really. We had had a, a not great season, uh, but bowl games, man, we picked every bowl game and the total, um, and went twenty eight and twenty. So no, Eve, don't
2: listen, don't ask people who we picked against their
3: team, though. Oh, I know, I, right? They they all think oh, that Lord, we're awful, man. Oh, Ohio State fans are. After they are. Us. So, you know who
2: they sound like? Know, Oklahoma and Ohio State fans are the new Texas. Y'all it's some a- thin skinned <laughs> sons of bitches, boy. You need to get a little. <laughs> Body butter and put on that ass. You raw.
3: You you got that right. It's, You're it's raw. A little, it's a little frustrating to hear that because, like, obviously, you know, we like all these teams, but like, nah, we don't. All like right, maybe em. we don't like them all, but we show them all Piss at off. least a little bit of respect. <laughs> I do. I
2: know. I do. I listen. I don't have anything against the fans. Yeah, there are certain schools I don't like, and it's okay if you don't like my school. I encourage it. We shouldn't like each other's schools. We should compete against one another, but we can treat each other with dignity. Yes, we well, treat one another with respect, but now, let, why do that? Why do that? Let's just shit on one another.
3: That's, that's a that's a valid point. That's a valid
2: point. I did, I'll tell you, that's what I did. I spent I spent the last four days on Twitter more than I've ever spent in my life, just kind of going at people who wanted to go at me.
3: Well, so. cheers to you. I'd stayed off of it because I didn't want to deal with it. So, well, <laughs> cheers to it. Uh, I was
2: bored. I had nothing else to do. I said, well, uh, you know, let's there you go. Go. we're going to fight. Let's fight. Let's, let's fight. It.
3: Let's get after it. We'll just do it in a public forum. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Andres Morales said, happy new year, fellas. Happy new year to you as well and to everybody else that's watching. Uh, happy Monday, fellas, from Michael Fritz over on Twitch. He said, how about those Aggies? Hey, yeah, Aggies almost got caught. Like, that was a scary, scary nah, game. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah, We're fine. It happened. Yeah, it, it okay. did happen. And you know what? 14-point win They covered. Felt good to me. So, however, the over hit by half a point, so we we missed that one. Oh, it's terrible. But either way, either way, we are all good. Um, Let's start off with this: your plus eleven hundred ticket cashed for the Washington football team. How do you feel today? So I I really, it made me really
2: happy. This was a this was a. This was a fun win. This is why you take long shots. And so for like, those that don't understand like betting before, chalk before, is boring to me. And before, yes, people who bet chalk win more than me because I don't yeah. do this for a living and I'm not gonna do something boring with my entertainment time. I'm gonna before take we,
3: dogs that I like. Before we get before we get knee deep in it, for anybody that is listening for the first time, because we do end up having a lot of new listeners, you yeah, know, almost fine, every yeah. episode. Um Chris put a a ticket down. Plus eleven hundred in week what three?
2: It was it was somewhere around week three or four. I don't even remember. Yeah when uh, you
3: when you saw that the NFC East was pretty trash, uh, I saw the NFC East yeah. was
2: trash, and I thought I think my football team has the best defense. Yeah, and I think they have the best coach. I'm going with that because I didn't believe in any quarterback that was out there. But you know, I just said you know let's let's do this, and uh, and I did, and I believed in it, and 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 it. It, it hit last night, and it hit
3: <laughs> so nice. It was so sweet. So sweet. So, Washington wins the NFC East, and we'll get into more NFL stuff later. The question right now that I have about that ball game, um, why did the Eagles take Jalen Hurts out and switch to Nate Sudfeld? Now, was it as simple as, hey, if we lose this game, we are guaranteed a pick between 4 and 6, but if we win, our pick will be somewhere between 7 and 10? What's not
2: guaranteed between this and between that, it was locked in because everybody else was finished playing football. That was the last game of the season. Nothing else could be moved. They were going to be ninth if they won. They were going to be fourth or fifth, wherever they are now, if they lost. I don't think it was as simple as that. Um, Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I'll I'll tell you who I'm not crying for, and this has nothing to do with the fact that I had a ticket on this. Is Is it the Giants? You won six games, you sorry, sorry bastards. Four of those six games, five of those six games, were against the NFC East. You swept the Washington football team. Congratulations to you. You swept the Dallas Cowboys. Congratulations to you. And you went one and one against the Eagles. I am really sorry (laughs) that you won one other game the rest of the year and you want to be crowned division champions. Cry me a damn river. If you win one more football game against any one of the shit teams in the NFL that are floating around out there, then you're not in this situation, okay? Yeah, that game wouldn't have mattered. Because you had the tiebreaker with Washington. But instead, you wanted the Eagles to help you out so we could, for the first time in NFL history, have a six-win playoff team. Cry me a damn river. Nobody cares. Michael this is not the in. Eagles' fault at all. I'll tell you this. I Listen, nobody likes crapping on the city of Philadelphia more than me. <laughs> but this is not the Eagles' fault. Nobody owes you an apology.
3: Exactly. You're not the I, victim I of anything. Michael said, I think the draft pick definitely played a part. Uh, Giants can't say anything. Win some more games, you bums.
2: Yes, yeah. that's it. And I, I don't know why else you do it. Other than for the draft pick, but I'll tell you this: that it, it wasn't guaranteed that they were going to win the game if Jalen plays. It was oh, going to be agree. a lot closer.
3: See, that's why I asked the question to begin with because I, I don't know that Jalen Hurts was playing bad. But no, I don't he wasn't know, playing bad. He played a pretty decent game. Yeah. But
2: at the end of the day, it just it was it was ugly. It was sloppy. It was too bad. Football teams that are below five hundred.
3: Exactly. That, exactly. That was your Sunday night football game. How crazy is that?
2: And I love, you know what I love the most? I love Al Collinsworth, Al, sorry, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are secure enough in their jobs that they don't give a damn. Oh yeah. They don't give a damn. They flat out laughed at that football game. And everybody else, not named uh Tony Romo, would be fired this morning for what those guys did. And those guys said we don't care. We're and the they best shouldn't. show on TV every week. You ain't doing nothing. That was a shit game you gave us, and we're making fun of it.
3: And I think that was actually part of the uh, the intrigue for the game because yeah. I, as I was watching, like, the jokes were definitely flying, they they, they made the game They didn't pull better.
2: any punches. They didn't try to go, oh, yeah, one of these teams is going to be tough for somebody to beat next week. No, 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 they didn't do any of that. They laughed at the game.
3: Them laughing at the fact that the Eagles jumped off sides late in that fourth quarter – to to basically give the game to the Redskins, yeah, I almost yeah. died with both of them going. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> it's like you got one job. Like, come on! <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Just it was a laughably
2: uh, bad football game. Oof. That's probably how this NFL te- uh, season should end. Um, I think that's probably fitting. So I I think you're right, um, and very happy for Alex Smith. Oh, very, very much happy so for. Uh, 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 Riverboat Ron.
3: Oh, yes, so. yes. This was, and, and he came out today. He said, "I'm not going to apologize for winning." Like that's no, ridiculous. Why so.
2: should you apologize for winning? Exactly. Jesus. Exactly.
3: Um, Let's jump into the Texas stuff right quick. And, all right, so I I figured we're going to spend a little while on this because I want to dig into this because this was weird. This was strange timing. So, Saturday, uh, we get the breaking news Saturday morning right off the bat that Texas has fired Tom Herman. So, let me go through the timeline of exactly what went down in the last month. Okay, I, I wrote all this stuff down, tried to get my thoughts together and get it all figured out. December 12th, Chris Del Conte, and I'll I'll just call him CDC from here on. um, He came out, made a statement, and it was very vague. It was very bland. Uh, All this. um, Andres, we'll get to you here in just a minute. Um, He said Tom Herman is our coach. And that's that's basically what it was. Like, you know, we're going to talk about everything at the end of the season. We're going to talk about this and that. Like, whatever. It's like, well, the season's over. Like, all you got is a, a ridiculous bowl game left. December 12th is when he said that. Then 247, like Horns247, came and asked him to be more specific. Hey, what do you mean Herman is going to be your coach in 2021? And he said, yes, Tom Herman is going to be our coach in 2021. And there was no, you know, as of right now, yes, or anything like, it was just, yes, he's going to be our coach in 2021. December 16th, they signed 18 players. About half of them are blue chip athletes. That is a top 20 class. Now, after that, About two weeks later, they play the Alamo Bowl. 55-23 win over Colorado. Sam Ellinger gets hurt, but Casey Thompson comes in, looks awesome. He was 8 out of 10 with, like, four touchdowns. I mean, it was just ridiculous, right? Like, it looked like the future was bright. So, this was a hype kind of night. Like, okay, we're moving past all the bad stuff. Now, Herman's got one more year, at least— Let's see what happens with a new cast of characters because we know what Sam Ellinger is. He's been the quarterback the whole four years that that Herman's been there. Maybe if there's new blood, maybe it'll be something different. Well, then comes January 2nd, and we had the playoff the night before. Nobody knows what's going on, and all of a sudden, Texas fires Tom Herman, and almost immediately, they hire Steve Sarkeesian. Now, my first question to you, because of the timing... Did the ad bait and switch recruits? Yes. Like y- you think so? Yes. I think they did too. Yeah. I think if they have any good bones in their body, they will release these kids from their uh, litter of intent and don't, let them go they wherever. They don't have
2: good bones, and 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 I don't know why they would do that anyway. But because they because the people who run college sports are terrible people.
3: Okay, that's uh, just ridiculous.
2: The, the, this the problem is why do we have these rules in place? Why is it a college kid, not even a college kid, a high school kid can sign a piece of paper, says this is a contract, and I'm agreeing to go play for this coach at this school, and I'm going to give you my education there, and that is an iron, but for no compensation, no compensation. you say it's an education, that's fine. You're getting an education, and you're going to give my talents, uh, and that's it, and that is ironclad, cannot be broken. Unless the school chooses to break it. But a coach can break his contract. The school can break their contract with the coach. And both of those parties are highly, highly compensated. Agreed. I don't understand this. You get to shop at the company store. You get to buy only what we sell. That's your compensation. But these other two individuals get insane amounts of money for the work you do. And their contracts are funny. Their contracts are are just pretend.
3: But Tom Herman got a $15 million buyout. His staff got an extra nine. So that is $24 million that they are paying coaches not to coach along with whatever they're paying Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, my other question that I had, and I, I have my own thoughts on this. Did the AD have anything to do with the hiring and firing? And I'll tell you right up front, I do not believe that he did. We all know how things are run at Texas. Or at least, we, we get the, the gist of it, right? The boosters run that program. And, you know, I, we'll get to why Herman was fired and all that here in just a minute. But I don't think that that Del Conte uh, did any of that himself. I think he was told, hey, you're firing Herman and you're hiring Sarkeesian. I think that's what happened. So, I don't know that it was necessarily a bait-and-switch. I think he did uh, bait-and-switch the the players or the recruits because he didn't want to miss out on the recruiting class because we all know that that's how football teams are built. That's right. However, I don't know that he necessarily did it on purpose. I think it's very possible that he thought Tom Herman was going to be the coach next year. Like, is that crazy to think? Uh,
2: Do you think... No, see I don't know. I feel like you don't fire Tom unless you know you've got sark and you know that deal's done. The reason it happened so quickly is because we're firing him. That probably is true. He didn't think he was going to fire him. Okay? Yeah. He didn't think that a booster or whoever pulled the trigger on it, whoever runs things down there. They didn't they probably didn't believe they were going to fire him. But at the end of the day, you did. And you do need to let these kids out of their contracts if they want. Now they might love Texas. They might have had a great time um, all the times of their life going up to Texas. You know, you don't take recruiting visits only your senior year. Uh, many kids that are top tier blue, you know, blue chip athletes, four stars, they go junior year also. They've been to Texas. They've seen what it's like to go to games there. If you love it, then 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 they'll still want to be there. Okay. Yeah. If you want to play for a guy like Sark, then they'll still want to be there. I, I think this is a whole lot of, you know, the left hand and the right hand are pretty much the same. You know, yeah. That, that, I don't. I, I'm with you there. I don't really understand the hire, and I don't really understand the enamored with, you know, Sark. But that's okay. Well, maybe uh, we'll, he'll
3: we'll get to that here in just a second. Let's, maybe uh, he'll be a lot better. This next one I wanted. I want to talk about is, it is ugly when you fire a coach and then have one like they basically hired a coach while they still had a sitting head coach. Yes. Um, that is typically a no-no. For other schools, that that could hurt them down the road. Now, I'm curious, will it hurt Texas down the road? If Sark fails, which it, it's very possible that he could because of all the stuff that's going on there, is there a chance that it, this could end up hurting their, their candidates, like their pool of candidates going forward?
2: No, no, because people are always going to want to go play for a big boy school that's got the blue blood, background to where if they win they're never going to be left to hell they're never going to be northwestern they're never going to be you know five and zero and and barely cracking the top 25 and other teams are five and zero and they're all in the top 10 they're never going to be
3: that I, I think you're right i think you're
2: so right. so people people are unless the 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 framework of college football drastically changes we're not we're not losing that at all Okay, and don't think that this is a college-only problem. Uh, the NFL has this going on right now in Jacksonville.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they
2: they have not fired Doug Marone, and they have been negotiating with Urban Meyer this entire time.
3: Will, uh, I do want to talk about that. And I'll tell you this, I think this.
2: this thing happens all the time. I've told well, you, yeah. if I was ever an athletic director of one of these colleges, I would openly do this, but I would be honest with my coach about it. And it wouldn't be to this level – But I would make it abundantly clear, every year it is my responsibility to this school, to the people that employ me, not to you, but to the people that employ me, that I make sure I know who wants this job and who doesn't, who's interested and who's not, because you might get a lottery ticket and walk off and go somewhere else. Or I might find you cutting up little children and keeping them in your basement. One way or another, the the world might spin next year and you not be here. And I can't be caught off guard. Yes. I can't be caught looking. I have to know I've got this many individuals out here that are interested in this job and that I'm mildly interested in and we have to make sure those conversations happen. Well and that's that's what's know, happening. You're, when you're in trouble, you'll know. And when you're not in trouble, you'll know. We yeah. have to have a trust relationship to where I can't get caught with my pants down. Because if you walk away to the NFL or you walk away to a bigger job, I can't leave this school screwed.
3: That's what's happening with Alabama and Bill O'Brien right now. Like Saban and, and Bill O'Brien already talked back in November uh, whenever he had lost his job with the Texans about him coming on as, as OC if Sark were to leave. Because he would already been brought up for a ton of jobs. Um, and McKinnon jumped in and said, uh, hell Sark turned down the interview with Auburn after planning to attend it last month. I'd be willing to bet he already had the job offered and taken then unofficially and I probably so.
2: I bet I bet he did. I bet the reason he didn't even do the interview is not, I love Alabama and I hate Auburn. No, it wouldn't, this guy's all. a West coast guy. He doesn't give a shit about that rival. Exactly. He does. He doesn't care. Okay. This guy didn't take that interview because he already had a job and he wasn't going to waste his time.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Uh Michael says the NCAA motto is do as I say not as I do. It's a bunch of hypocrites. Uh Michael said Texas can do whatever they want. No coach or player is going to turn them down, Well, except for Urban Meyer, right? So, uh Havoc jumps in. I thought they fired the uh, Jaguars head coach already. Yeah, they well they had not until yesterday. So, I was
2: about to say but, yester- yesterday he was they, all week, all weekend, all the whole new year they had been they had been in negotiations with Urban Meyer. Yeah.
3: You know, and Marone and then, still had the job,
2: and Marone still had the job, and Marone coached Sunday.
3: Yep. So, um, as far as Texas and and the hire of Sarkeesian, and we'll we'll talk more, we'll we'll unpack Sark. You know, later on down the line, whenever all of this other stuff has come down, but hires at schools are typically the opposite of what you brought in the last time, right? Like obviously Tom Herman, successful OC for national championship coach uh, Urban Meyer at Ohio State. He goes, and he's successful at Houston for two years, and then he becomes the hottest coaching candidate uh, in in maybe the last, like, decade. I mean, he had yeah, LSU he was, he hamstrung. Yeah, he looked like
2: he couldn't miss. Yeah, it,
3: he, he had LSU hamstrung on national television. That's how ridiculous it was. Like, yeah. it, and it was it was Texas or LSU. He could have had AM, He could have had Baylor. Like, there were a lot of places that wanted him because he looked like a sure-fire thing. Um, McKinnon right. jumps in. I, I believe Sark fits well in the Big 12, though. I, who's to say right? Um, Herman and Sark look very similar. Like, their yep. resumes and whatnot look very, very similar, except that Sark, like, while successful at Washington, wasn't as successful as Herman was at Houston. Now, it's two completely different jobs. And That's then right. the USC issues, of course, are an issue... You know, I mean, he
2: wasn't even at USC long enough to to.
3: Yeah, it was a Put that and a half. on his
2: resume as to what he did, what he accomplished. You can yeah. bring up the the blip and the and the negative, but you can't look at wins and losses. You can't look at recruiting classes. You can't look at how he handled the staff and the boosters and the fans. He was there for a few games, a yeah. couple of weeks.
3: It's it the trajectory of Steve Sarkeesian is very interesting because he he gets fired at USC. He comes on at Alabama as an analyst. Lane Kiffin leaves, or or Saban gets him out of there the week before the national championship game. They bring in Sark to run the offense for one game, and then Sark gets hired to run the offense for the Atlanta Falcons. He gets fired after two seasons that were not great in Atlanta. He comes back to Alabama as OC after Brian Dable leaves to go, and and he may end up as a head coach in the NFL with what he's doing with the Buffalo Bills. But, Sark comes into Alabama for basically two seasons and and looks great and gets the Texas job. Like he got fired in the NFL, he was fired from USC and he he has the Texas job. And it is insane to me. Like I I did not know who would fit this Texas gig. I don't know that Sark necessarily does, but it, it Sark and Herman are insanely similar.
2: They like, they they look like they're the exact same guy.
3: Yes. I just don't really understand do. it.
2: I don't either. I don't either. Ah.
3: All right, so so let's talk about why Herman was fired. Um, look, we can talk all we want to about the program wasn't progressing or he didn't win enough or whatever. Like, yes. They do you look- want to do
2: what Jesse Palmer did? Do you want to talk about how he never developed a quarterback? Because I'm pretty sure Sam Ellinger's a pretty good quarterback. Sam Ellinger's pretty Maybe good. the best quarterback they've had since, uh,
3: I don't know, Vince. Uh, Vince Young? You think it's, yeah. I, I think he's okay. You think Colt was better than him. I think, yeah, I think Colt was better than Sam Ellinger. Ellinger okay. had his flaws. He hes not a great passer, but—but but that's not what he did. Like Ellinger, but to say
2: to say to say he was fired and and beat that <laughs> beat that horse for about two and a half hours on ESPN on one of the most watched halftime shows in the world. To it, say he yeah. was fired because he couldn't develop a quarterback? That, that's when he had one of the top three quarterbacks that, the la- that Texas had the last 10, 15 years. He
3: only had one quarterback for four years. Yeah, yes, and he
2: developed him. Yeah. The guy got really good under him. I don't understand what the hell
3: Jesse Palmer's talking about. It, it wasn't Sam Ellinger that lost them football games. No! Like, it wasn't that. It, there I were a myriad. Anyway,
2: of, that's, just me, that's just me punching up So to guys. So, it, bigger and more famous than we are.
3: Totally fair. Totally fair, right? Um, I don't believe it was that. I, I don't believe it was not winning enough. I don't believe it was that there wasn't progression, right? Because Texas is in a much better state right now as a program oh, yeah. than they oh, were shit, yeah. like the last however many years of Mac Brown and then through Charlie Strong. Like it, it it's just a better program. There's a better team. That's So right. um I don't believe it was that I think it was a combination of Nobody liked him there, and he didn't have any equity left to be able to get another season, and the eyes of— nobody's talking about this for whatever reason, but the eyes of Texas fiasco that went on, all of the, the protests and everything else that happened before the season, Herman sided with his players, and that's not a terrible strategy. However, when Sam Ellinger is the only one out there doing the salute and standing for the eyes of Texas and all that kind of stuff after the Oklahoma loss, it was done then. There was nowhere else to go because the boosters stand for that. And when you ain't on their side, you got major problems. You better be winning big 12 titles and national championships. Otherwise, they're going to find a way to get you gone. And I think that's really what happened here. Um, I, I don't. The Houston stuff, right? Everybody loved him at Houston. The players, yeah, but loved they
2: wanted Houston, Gary.
3: I, I understand that, but they wanted like they...
2: Houston at a level. Houston's a little guy school. They're a big. They're a medium level school. Okay, right. They're the biggest G five school out there. That you know, they're they're one of the power G five schools that have that kind of pool, And he won at a big level for them.
3: Is it as simple Easy as winning? A
2: winner, Gary it's easy to love a winner.
3: Maybe maybe you're right. I just, uh, part of it is, you know, because the players at Houston absolutely loved him. Now, he only, they were only there for two years. He didn't I even get, like, a full say. recruiting class in. Um, They can't, like, you cannot act like an underdog at a big-time program. Like, he, no. the way that he acted at Texas was the way that he acted at Houston. Hey, there was wait no a progression. Wait,
2: wait, wait, a wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dabo Sweeney has made a complete living acting like the victim and the underdog at the biggest bully in hey, the
3: ACC I'm a, I'm and one a of secret. the
2: biggest bullies in all of college football.
3: I'm, I'm going to tell you. Don't a get me started. Hold you on.
2: can't act like a victim. Hold Listen, on. in America, everybody gets to be a victim.
3: That's what we do. I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. Okay. Clemson ain't Texas. Okay. They're not. Like, it's, it's not the same thing. Clemson was little old Clemson for a long time. Now, the roles have obviously reversed, right? Because He, he had not changed his story oh, yet. Oh, I don't know about that. Because think about all the smack he was talking before the the CFP uh, semifinals.
2: I guarantee you like, he's still preaching, woe is us. Oh, he'll probably us. go back don't to don't
3: it like now. Us. Yeah, 100%. He'll go back to it now, even though they are the favorite, you know, going into next season, right? They, they got a proven quarterback. They got all this. Clemson will be fine, obviously. And we're going to talk about our CFP breakdown here in a minute. But um, the... When you are at Texas, you cannot act like you are at Houston. It's just not sure. the same. And I don't believe that the players that are at Texas are the same as the players that you recruit at Houston. Well, it's just not. not the same. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But yeah, he had used up all of his equity. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> give me your thoughts here. Like I Ed, have
2: no he, idea. I have no idea why he was fired. I have no idea why they don't like him. I have no idea any of that. But I can't. Pretend to that's not my school. I'm not connected to him in any way, shape, form, fashion. I watch him on TV. Okay, I don't. I don't know. You know, when I heard his record at 32 and 18, I thought, hmm, four years and 18 losses is kind of a lot for a big school. Yeah,
3: it certainly is. Kind
2: of a lot. Four years, 18 losses. That means you. You had a couple of losing. You know, that's more than four losses
3: a, a season. Oh, it, it definitely is. Uh, they that's, went 7-5. and that's, five. A big, that's a big
2: number. I would have never guessed 18 losses. Never in my life guessed 18 losses for a big boy school like that in four years. You, know,
3: you start out your first two seasons losing the opening game to Maryland, and, and obviously you're going to start off in trouble. Like, that's that's already True. an issue. Um,
2: and what's weird is he did yeah. good against Oklahoma. Like, yeah, he was, he was pretty is good. God, is this Gus? But Gus doesn't have 18 losses in four years.
3: Oh, he most certainly does. Gus hadn't Has had he? a year where he hadn't had four losses it, since the national championship run.
2: Yeah, but like, four times eight, four times four is sixteen.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't just four losses. Like he <sighs> had five one year, he had four, he had six, okay. he had four. He I had, don't, I yeah. don't
2: remember the six years. games.
3: There was never a year where Gus had less than four losses since. So this since is twenty thirteen. So this
2: is Gus. So this is Gus Malzahn man. This is, exactly this is what Auburn this is.
3: exactly. Like this Herm- is
2: I can beat my rival. I just can't beat other people consistently.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he had so many issues with TCU. He had so many issues with Oklahoma State. Um, just random stuff that, like, if you're Texas, I'm gonna you are Texas, I am going to bet, be bet
2: consistently losing to TCU is a problem. Oh because yeah. I am going to bet Texas has a massive
3: fan base
2: in the city of Dallas. Oh, very much. And so. not and not being able to beat up. You are talking little old brother. That is that school is. That's Michigan-Michigan that's State. Michigan like, I don't State. even know the fraction to give you the size difference that TCU
3: is from Texas. Well, it's Michigan-Michigan it's State. Now, the, the size between those two is a little more comparable, no, but, but that's I, I how they look at each other. I was just about to say,
2: those two student body ain't too, too much of a difference. Not, the, not these two, though.
3: Um. All right, so as far as Sark, uh, there are reasons that he will and won't succeed, and like I said, we'll unpack him a whole lot more later, but um, how similar are Texas and USC? What What are your thoughts there? Because obviously... They they both lose more than we feel like they should. Well, they're pretty um, comparable. They're pretty that's, that's comparable. That's what I feel we've like.
2: always talked about. It. It's it's kind of fitting that those two teams played for what we all kind of agree as the the greatest college football game ever played. Yeah, against two teams that are about as close as identical as you can find.
3: Yeah. Now Texas, I, I mean, do believe Texas is a better job. Um
2: but, I think so. Well, I, no state income tax makes te- Texas a hell of a better job. You get to keep 16% more of your money. That's, that's true. A, that's a lot. A 16% raise I'll take. That is that's a, that is true. It's not an insignificant amount of money. Plus, the cost to live in Austin is a way better, and I would take living in Austin, Texas over uh, L.A., any day of the agreed,
3: week. Agreed. Agreed. Um, substantially bigger fan base. The infrastructure at Texas is much better. It is more suited to winning than USC's is. USC has just a ton of talent around it. Texas is the flagship school for an entire state. So, like, it, it's, they're similar. There are obviously differences, but uh, Sark, you know, the pressure of the USC job got to we him. We don't know that he,
2: now, people, people with drinking problems don't drink because of pressure. Okay. Okay. He wasn't drinking on the sidelines because of pressure, because he was stressed out and trying to mellow out. He was drinking on the sidelines because he had a drinking problem.
3: Oh, no, that's 100% true. Yes. But he did talk about the pressures of the job at USC, which is what makes this so crazy. I'm sure he did, because that's that's
2: exactly what I would say if I was caught drunk at work is, God, the pressures of this job are just so much. Because it's real hard to look somebody else in the face and say, I got a damn problem. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a hard thing to say. And so yeah, that's what he said. So I don't I don't think he was I don't think his issues at USC were because of pressure. I that's just a, don't. Yeah, Maybe I'm I, wrong. I, I, no, I could I could be wrong. I believe you. But I believe I you. do not think they were because of pressure. I think that's what you say when someone puts a camera in front of your face and tries to ask you to justify or explain your actions. <clears throat> I think that's what you do.
3: Yeah. No, I I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not
2: faulting him for that, by the way. I can't say I wouldn't say the exact same damn thing. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm going to come in, up with an excuse to justify my problem so that the whole world doesn't just see me as a piece of shit with problem.
3: That's a problem. That is a valid point. That is a very valid point. I'm, I'm curious, because of, because of the way that that went down, I'm curious what like why Texas would feel like this was a home run. Right, because Because
2: it's that time heals everything, man. We have seen too much, and look at the offense this guy's has. And all I know to say is, I'm, I'm gonna make fun of you boys, but it's easy because I get a punch up. The we are now seeing the talent Alabama had on that football team last year, and for y'all to miss the playoffs and finish 14th in the country, is a damn shame. And there's no reason Sark should be hired a year after that.
3: And that's i i i would agree with that. I would agree.
2: There's, there's just no justification. You say we lost Tua. Yeah, but you got this other guy that's probably going to be a better professional quarterback than Tua that took over. That, so you should has, have went backwards. None
3: that's had better numbers.
2: Yes, that 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 has been a better quarterback than Tua. So, so you can't say, oh, well, we lost to it. No, 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 no. Everybody who comes in to play behind Tua seems to be better than Tua. So I don't, I don't know what that says about that kid. But neither here nor there. All I'm saying is, is look at the talent they've got this year. Add Waddle to it, which they haven't had most of the season. Yep. Add Judy to it. Add Ruggs to it. I don't, I, I don't know what in the hell we're talking about. How Steve Sarkeesian lost the only two ranked teams he played, losing to LSU, Ah, you don't really fault them. No. That's about as even as a matchup there ever was in last year's game, okay? Losing to Auburn, not being able to score 50 on Auburn last year, shame the hell on you. That's hey, on Steve it, Sarkeesian.
3: Now, it, so Sark did score enough points in that game to be able to win. 45 points you should be able to win, um, especially against Auburn, especially against Bo Nicks, right? So defense had a lot to do with last season. However, I'm with you. I'm hundred percent with you. Like it's not like it, they they should have put up record numbers last year with the I'm amount say of talent, this, that, was the on the talent
2: team. that he has at Texas. Ain't gonna be close, exactly, to what he had at Alabama. So he better be a hell of a schemer. Now you, he better you right. be able to draw up some X's and O's, or he's sitting on a lottery ticket. Yes, and he's and gonna go. He's gonna do exactly what Herman does. He's gonna lose four games a year. <clears throat> he's gonna win a lot, and and he's gonna take a take a check to leave.
3: Now, so, one thing that we have not talked about is the fact that Sark, um, and I think part of the reason why Texas wanted to hire him is because Alabama, after uh, the Auburn uh, interview, after he decided not to interview with Auburn, Alabama, it was talked about, had a an offer on the table for him for three years and $3.5 million a year to be the offensive coordinator, which was basically setting him up to be the next in line behind Saban, right? And And he was the interim coach. For the game that Saban had to sit out, and they looked great against Auburn, right? Um, but I I'm, I don't know why that means that you have to go hire him. It, 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 Michael jumps in, by the way. He said, uh, "Winning cures everything, fellas." That with time makes everybody forget. Uh, and then he also said, "Amen, Chris. Tell my wife that I'm trying to get to Texas." Talking about Austin. Um, yeah, I I'm with you. I, I don't I don't fully understand the hire and why they think that this is such a home run. This Um, is
2: this is this is schools trying to outsmart themselves. Alabama thinks this guy's a really good coach. So he's gonna be a good coach for us. Let's go get him. And then we'll have him before them. A, let's say he's really successful at Texas. If Saban hangs it up, he's leaving Texas for Alabama if they mm -hmm. call. That's gonna happen. B it, and all the Texas fans are going to get real salty about that. Like, oh, yeah. There's no way in hell that happens. And I, I, I don't know wrong. that I don't know that it
3: does happen. I, I think if he builds something at Texas, he may not want to leave it. But, I, well, but who knows? you
2: might be right. The Big Twelve is an easier path, yes. and it's always going to be an easier path. That's not changing. So that that okay. I, I might be wrong on that.
3: So, uh, Birdie, by the way, uh, said, Good afternoon, men. Great hit on Washington. Chris, uh, Ben, jumps in. Who should be at Texas? Uh, I don't know who should be at Texas. I will tell you this. The fact that Sark and Tom Herman are basically the same kind of guy, I would have believed that, one, they would have gone after a more proven head coach, right? Because you can pry some guys away, whether it's Matt Campbell, whether it's Mario Cristobal, whether it's whatever. Somebody that is that has been a head coach at a high level before that knows to- this. Like too many. Listen, this is the
2: problem with this is the problem with schools, big, big, big boy schools, having pride and ego as a school, as a fan base, as an administrator at one of these schools. It would be a slap in the face to most of Texas to go across the conference and hire somebody else's head coach because. We should have been able to get them before that. We should have foreseen they were going to be this. And I don't understand that. Okay. I just want to do the best job I can do. And I don't one of the reasons I've been successful, A, in the corporate world and now in owning my own business, is I have no ego at all. Did we win? I mean, I literally watch Moneyball and hear, you know, Brad Pitt say, did we win? Yeah, hang up. Like, I don't, I don't care who got the credit. I don't care that they're making fun of me when we win. It doesn't matter. Did we win? Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah. So if I have to go hire some little old school's coach away, and I should have, you know, we shouldn't have to go get their leftovers. We should get whatever you want to say. Cause I've heard all these schools say that to begin with. They all say it. They all say it all the time. I don't want to go across division and hire somebody else's coach because it's not it's not a pride thing or it's not a uh, it's not a you know we don't mess with each other coaches thing it's usually a we shouldn't have to go get little brother's head coach
3: that's hey i will tell you this i am friends with an alabama fan that hated the nick saban hire yeah because we don't need lsu's retreads i yes and and i said you and are have your stupid mind. do they look it's ridiculous well now they're
2: proud and now they're happy oh, and now yes. they blow the guy but at the end of the day if it's the right move, you make the right move. No one cares anything else. Yeah. I don't care about, and you know me, I talk to you this all the time. I don't care about optics. I don't care. Well, no, it, it looks weird. bad. Is it the right thing to do? Yeah, but it looks, I don't care. I don't care that it looks bad. Whatever I don't you, care that it's the wrong time. Whatever you got to do to win. I care. It doesn't
3: matter. Win. Just win. Man,
2: win. Win. The, there's never the wrong time to do the right thing. It's just, it is it right or is it wrong? Is it going to make us better or not? Does it make me look foolish that I missed the first time? I don't care. It doesn't matter if you care. missed the first time. Just I hit just, it this time. I just, I'm learning from mistakes, and I'm trying to get better. And that's what we all should be doing. That's what these programs should be doing. And they shouldn't care about things like optics. And they shouldn't care about things like timing and is it the right time. and No, then just do it. Just do what you want to do.
3: Agreed. Uh, agreed birdie said bill o'brien should take over texas <laughs> i don't know about that i mean i don't get me wrong i, I think I mean, he'd be successful
2: bill o'brien was a pretty damn good college football coach yes and he, he was inherited the shittiest situation anyone could ever imagine in the history of coaching
3: yes and he, i mean and outside he of
2: maybe the the famous guy which i should know this name by heart and i don't um uh that took over marshall that that's that's literally the list
3: Green man jumps in, by the way. Chris, could you recap as to how you were spot on with your Ohio State versus Clemson prediction? Oh, wait, you were way, way, way wrong. Never mind. Why, why does everybody attack you? I had the same thought process. Like, I, if you just looked at the ball games that had been played, it looked like Clemson was the better football team. Just because we got it, it wrong.
2: Bring, like, Gary, you're bringing rationale to, to, to a conversation. But, but I don't where you, where understand why to, they go
3: after you and not me. Like I, I don't understand it. Like what? What is it's, it about you that that they want to attack? What I'm is really
2: that? good at taking bullets.
3: I guess so. It's really just good. ridiculous. Uh, Casey jumps in. Bears made the playoffs. Called that one. Yeah, we're going to talk about that here in a minute. We're going we're going to go ahead and do our CFP breakdowns on on what happened in the uh, in the semifinal games. Let's uh let's you know let's go ahead and dive into it. We we won't spend forever on it. Um, we'll start off Alabama 31 Notre Dame 14. Look, uh, this was an Alabama crockpot. This was uh, name your score. This was Alabama realized very early on, hey, we don't have to pull out the entire playbook. We don't have to pull out uh, most of anything. We can take this easy. They got up twenty-one to seven, so they were up fourteen to nothing. And at that point, eh, all the extra stuff you just toss back in the folder, right? Uh, Notre Dame comes back down and scores, makes it fourteen to seven. Well, then I'm talking four plays, four plays. And they go right back down the field, make it twenty-one to seven, and then basically it was ball game over. Now they did miscalculate a few things; they made some mistakes towards the end of the first half when they could have they could have gone. Um, let's see, they could have gone up twenty-eight to seven, and they messed up because they they didn't get that first down. They didn't get whatever. They made some mistakes and didn't score at the end of the half. They also got the ball to start the second half, and they went super conservative for whatever reason. Um, with that, you know. It, they did end up going up 31-7. to I will say this. Uh, Ian Book looked shell-shocked on the first drive. Like, you could see it almost immediately. The The Clemson athletes, very similar, but it, it looked like he expected something different from Alabama, and I don't know why that would have been, but he looked shell-shocked immediately. Um, it's proof, again, that the way to beat Alabama is having playmakers that can win one-on-one matchups, and Notre Dame did not have those at all. A- at the receiver position, at the tight end position, any of that. Uh, the running back, like the running game was pretty good. But they it wasn't great. Um Mac Jones, 25 out of 30 for 297 yards, four touchdowns. That's about as efficient as you can get. Najee Harris, 15 carries, 125 yards. Devontae Smith, seven receptions, 130 yards, three touchdowns. He was absurd. Uh Najee's hurdle over cornerback Nick McLeod. Uh, Nick McCloud, Chris, is six foot one, two hundred pounds, and Najee Harris jumped over him and did not lose stride. It, the guy, McLeod, went high to try and tackle him. It wasn't like he went under him. He went high to try and hit him, and Najee jumped over a six-foot man. It was unbelievable. So, basically, there was nothing in this game that we didn't expect, right? It, was there anything that happened that, that you, like, we, we both said that uh, Notre Dame would cover. We both said that it would be an under.
2: We said we said this would be a low-scoring game. We said Notre Dame would cover, yeah. and this game, and, and and Alabama would at no point in time be in danger of losing it. Yep, and that's that, exactly that was, what happened. That was a consensus, and at no point in time, if Alabama would have went up twenty-eight to seven, I would have gotten worried about the the cover, not the over. Um, and and then you know Alabama stumbled and and came out really conservative after the stumbling, and I just think, you know, I don't know. There was. I, it I, was never. I, I. I feel like stumbling going in the halftime. Nick went in the halftime and put a halo around Sark.
3: Uh, probably so. And said,
2: "Hey, hey, let, win the game. Yeah, win the game. Quit, quit screwing around.
3: Yeah, we're we're not going to go out here and throw the ball around and do all this kind of no. extra stuff. Because you know, Nick,
2: Nick yeah. at his core wants to run the football." 90% of the football time play good defense, play better defense than you can right now. The game has just changed so much. But at his core, him, Bill Belichick, they're just they're just old curmudgeon-y guys that that come from the Midwest where it's cold and nasty and rainy and he he they just want to run the football.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, they don't want to
2: throw the ball ever and they don't you Agreed. Know, they like, want to play hard-nosed defense.
3: Saban understands that you have to in today's oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, But But, but as he doesn't soon want as they to.
2: got loose with it, squirrely, going into halftime, and it looked like shit that last drive, I I think I think Sart got the halo put around him.
3: Yep, yep. Uh, Michael jumps in. Haters going to hate um, Casey. We can always count on Casey for something fun. Clemson took a dive. All the money was on Clemson, so they took a dive. I, <laughs> I mean, okay. come on, man. Uh, let's see. Ryan said, yo, guys, Clemson co- uh, choked that, it looks like chocked, but uh, yeah, they choked. Uh, Ryan said, "When are you guys talking NFL?" Uh, immediately after this, um, Michael Curtis said, "Thanks for the Texas A and M pick. Hey, no problem, no problem at all, Michael." Uh, Bertie said, "You were Ohio, weren't you, Gary?" Um, let's see, I was, I was initially I was, and then I started digging into more of that, and I felt like Clemson was probably the better team, so I ended up changing my pick, and I probably shouldn't have. Um, yeah, Michael uh, Fritch. how in the Fangio did the Broncos lose? Uh, Elway got a promotion, though. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Birdie, all good about Ohio. Personally, I got treated pretty badly saying Clemson would, uh, would let down very badly. Uh, this Ohio-Alabama line is just stupid. Bam at minus seven to me and is, is an absolute no-brainer. Uh, I don't believe that, actually. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on this week. And uh, it'll be very hard for Ohio State to match what they did against Clemson. They wanted that very badly. And Chris, we correlated that Notre Dame and under perfectly, sir. Nice and thank you. Uh Ryan says Tua Trash Vile Viloa uh and Andrew Shirley. You guys think Ohio State poses more of a challenge against Bama than Clemson would have. Uh yes, I do. Yes, I do. Very much so. Uh let's talk about Ohio State and Clemson, as a matter of fact. And I will um I will start off with this. Ohio State played with emotion against salty, arrogant Dabo. And Clemson Offense Coordinator Tony Elliott being out of this game uh, did not change anything about Clemson's defensive performance. That was atrocious.
2: No, but it changed like, a lot about the offense, and I will tell you, you and I are in a group text, and I told you there was a pregame, it was a couple of hours before the game, not not the one right before the game, where he sits in the booth with the, the guys from ESPN. Don't mean to cut you off, but, oh, but good. I got to say this, because this I think this matters. I think this matters, and I told you it mattered. And I told the guys in our group chat it mattered. When he was asked, "Well, who's going to call the plays?" and Dabo looked at at Fowler and the guys <laughs> or whoever was there. I don't know Reese. It was probably Reese, and said, "Well, I am. I'm calling the plays." And he was like, "You know, I always have input anyway, and I'm calling the plays tonight."
3: We we immediately and have I
2: immediately sent everybody the group text, and I was just like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. hang on." My coach is one of these coaches, so I can say this. Dabo is a cheerleader. Dabo is a very good recruiter. Dabo is not a very good coach. Dabo does not know how to draw up X's and O's, call plays, or scheme at all. Okay, Dabo knows how to clap hands, cheerlead, get guys going, rah, 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 fight them, fight them. Oh, no one believes in you. He knows how to do all that. He knows how to get talent there. As soon as I heard Dabo was calling plays, I got worried. I got I got real worried and I let you guys know I don't I don't like this. I don't trust this man. And if you don't think that offense looked bad, real bad, I don't know what we were watching.
3: Well, I, I will I will tell you this. Uh um, the
2: defense looked bad as well. That was Brett Villables got taken to school.
3: Oh, he most certainly did. Uh it, it looked like Clemson had never seen this team play before. It looked like they did not even know what these plays were. And a lot of this was Ohio State looked like they had saved some stuff for this matchup. Like they yeah, they obviously
2: didn't break open the playbook throughout the regular season. Um, you know, and and, and uh, not to take shots, but it's got to be said, they looked fresh. Well, maybe only played six games. Yeah. They looked healthy and ready to go. Also, when you only have to play six games instead of eleven games, you get to hold back a whole lot of the playbook. Exactly. But if you play, if you play five or six more games, then you gotta open the playbook up a little bit more. Um. So, so I think I think playing the games matter. I do. Oh, but That's certainly. no excuse. Brett Venable's people talked about him, and I believed him, and I still probably believe him to be the best defensive mind in football. Ryan Day. Took him outside and beat him to death.
3: <laughs> he most certainly did. Uh, Ryan Johnson, by the way, says, "Does this performance affect Lawrence's uh, draft position to second? No. Trevor Lawrence still threw for four hundred yards. He looked. Fi- he was efficient. He was fine. Like there w- This was not Trevor Lawrence's fault that they got beat. Right? That that wasn't anything to do with that. Uh, this was like it. They just got taken behind the woodshed. Like who who would you put over Trevor Lawrence? Like do you put I mean, Justin Fields? I, I'll, I'll tell you because this:
2: if if uh, if Urban gets that Jacksonville job, I will be curious. Do they take do they take Fields?
3: Well, but Urban never coached Justin Fields.
2: Doesn't matter. He still recruited
3: him. Not really. I mean, at Fields he was there when the transfer happened. No, he was already gone. Oh well, then
2: maybe yeah, he has no ties to him. I don't know then
3: that's i'm i'm real curious about it uh Justin Fields by the way EPA in this game was 0.88 points per play that just for reference sake Joe Burrow last year against Oklahoma in maybe the best bowl performance by a quarterback in history yeah his EPA per play was 0.79 yeah. uh, Justin Fields was un freaking he was, he, he, did, was he definitely
2: played the he definitely played the game of his life
3: oh yes it was not even close uh green man ha ha, ha do you know how many times last week i heard Clemson minus seven sounds like a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, no, you're, it, it did. Like, it 100% did because we'd only seen six games from Ohio State, and they didn't look great against anybody except for Michigan State. Like, what, what do you want me to say? Like, obviously, Ohio State held some stuff back, and they looked fantastic. They dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides. I mean, they whipped those boys from Clemson, and it was not even close. Now, part of this is the fact, and you can't, you can't even... Understate it, right? Or you can't overstate it. Uh, Clemson beat them last year, 29 23, and Ohio State felt like they had the better team. They felt like some calls went, uh, went against them. They felt like, you know, all these different things. I, I'm telling you, they had in their locker room immediately after that game, they had Clemson 29 to 23 in the locker room all year. Hang on now. Yeah. Hey, hey,
2: hey, hey. So I saw that, and I saw that. Listen. If you need motivation in a playoff game, you don't need to be playing football, okay? I, I don't disagree I think with that. that so the reason, the reason I don't put any stock in motivation, and maybe I'm wrong for that, all right? Maybe I am wrong for that. Maybe I just trust people to show up and do their job and actually care because this shit matters, okay? Um, for an exhibition game, it don't matter. Playoff games, this game matters, all right? In Clemson, the fact that they... We're snipe and pompous and arrogant. Shouldn't matter, okay? It just shouldn't because it's a playoff game and you're both going out there to play the best you can. Nobody's overlooking anybody. Nobody's looking for the week after. Nobody's doing any of that. We're all going out there to beat the hell out of the person across from us. And if you got to have last year's score up on a bulletin board for 360 days, then I don't know how to help you. You've got something mentally wrong with you I, if that's what it takes for you to get up for an opponent. I will
3: tell you, that's you this: I, I don't think that they necessarily needed that, but it was added juice with Dabo talking all that smack for the for two weeks about Ohio State being ranked eleventh and it just all of that. It was all added fuel to the fire, right? It's just additional stuff that just There's makes no you push a little fuel bit to harder the
2: fire to make Justin Fields not throw a perfect football multiple times over and over and over again.
3: I think that the guys in the trenches might have played a little bit harder because it was Clemson on the other sideline. And I it, we'll see, right? I mean, who knows because they ain't going to have that against Alabama. Like they hadn't played Alabama since 2014. None of these players were at, like all of them were in middle school or high school. Like it, they they have no animosity towards Alabama. Um but it, when you have a big-time program that is super talented, like Ohio State is, um, and you get a little edited, you know, you get to play the underdog role a little bit. Yeah, that kind of that tosses into it, right? Um, Justin Fields, by the way, we, we did have Ben jump in. How did Justin Fields keep playing after being snapped in half? Uh, I did have written down how bad is the injury, and I, I cannot believe that they didn't even tell him what they shot him up with that let him go back in and play the rest of the game. They, now, you said if they let him go back in, and I, I remember our, our chat, um, if they let him go back in, like, this is one of the most immoral things that I have ever seen. And yep. yet he played the entire rest of the game. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's possible he's got, like, broken ribs or he's, like, super The, bruised the problem or, with
2: like, rib injuries is not that it's, it's not you broke your hand or you broke your arm or you broke something that what's broken, okay? Like, I, I've seen guys tear their knee up. And and they th- all right. It can't get any worse. It 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 is torn, but we can slap a brace on it. We can shoot the pain up, and as long as you can stay stable, it's fine for the next couple of hours. It's like because it's like punters, there's nothing you can like, do to hurt it worse. Yeah, ribs are not that. Ribs, you absolutely can hurt worse. And what's worse than that is you break them bad enough to where they can puncture your lung, and there's a chance of your lung collapsing. There's a chance of. Like that, that. Now we're getting into major serious problems. I I actually think that that there's no reason on earth he should have finished that game. I mean, now, it, it, he yeah. played like a like a damn warrior. Okay, he, yeah. He, that has nothing to do. This is not a knock on him. This is not a knock on. But I I really wish that we knew medicals so that we know how to appropriately judge this now if it's just some bruised ribs if they went in they x-rayed him and he was fine and it was just a really bad hit bit bad hit and and he's okay guys get hit all the time get bruised up all the time and it hurts like hell but nothing's broken if that's the case yeah shoot him up with some painkiller get his ass back out there but if you've got damage if you've got something damaged that's in your core, your trunk, that's protecting all of your organs. Yeah, we got a problem with you going back out there to play a football game.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. Casey jumps in, by the way, said Justin Fields is trash. Like I man, know. What K- Casey Case
2: is losing his damn mind right now. Obviously. So I, um hey, Trey, moving on from that.
3: Let's talk about Trey Sermon. Uh, he was absolutely absurd again. Um, We saw him run for over 300 against Northwestern. He ran for 193 on 31 carries here. He had four catches for 61 yards. He did have one touchdown rushing. Um, Like I said before, Ohio State dominated the lines, but Trey Sermon was uh, a man amongst boys in this game. He he looks like what Ezekiel Elliott looked like back in 2014 when he, he ran them to a championship.
2: Yeah, and you know what sucks about six games? We've seen him play two really good games. I, I would have liked to have seen him play five more.
3: He didn't even start at the beginning of the year. I know, like he he, he played looked, behind he Major or Master T. He
2: he also looks thirty, by the way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Hey, Oklahoma, I guarantee you, Oklahoma misses that guy. I mean, good gracious, yes. he he, oh, just ridiculous. Um, I do have written down uh, about Clemson lining up wrong and making a ton of mistakes on defense. All that. Uh, the Ohio State tight ends, uh, Ruckert and Farrell, they are dangerous. Like they are. They are absolute bombs when they are run-blocking and they can catch the football. They were weapons yep. in the passing game in this game, and they had not shown a whole lot of that uh, throughout the season. So that was a little surprising. Uh, Stalski and Turner being out, that definitely hurt the defense for Clemson. Um, the other side of this, the last part that I want to talk about, was there. it, it was obvious that Clemson had never been in this situation. Dabo had no urgency whatsoever when they went down 28 to 14 they had a fourth and three from their own 43 yard line with what four minutes left in the second half or whatever or the second quarter going into halftime he punted the ball at fourth and three when they had shown no signs of being able to stop this is why Debo has
2: no business calling plays
3: I agree. If he had a
2: professional offensive coordinator out there, he would have said, we're going for this. Because this is where you go for it. When you're in between your own 40s, you don't punt. If it's fourth and three, fourth and two, fourth and one. You don't punt.
3: You you do if you're up by 14. If you are ready to sit on a game, then yes, you can. If you feel like you're in a good enough position. They were down by 14 and had not stopped Ohio State once. Like, I, I did not understand... What they were trying to do, what he thought he could accomplish by doing that, it just made no He's sense. He's not
2: smart, Gary. I've been saying this forever, and nobody, because he is Bill Clemson, from little old Clemson to the juggernaut they are, we all claim him as this X's and O's football god. He's not.
3: Oh, I agree. I He's agree. not.
2: He is a CEO, and I think in college football you can be a great CEO coach. Great, but they don't need to be called coaches, all right? Because outside of coaching up some wide receivers, which their wide receiving core isn't really even that good, I don't know what, who he's making better on that team.
3: I, and and I can you. say
2: that because my guy does the same thing. Ed O, they nobody I would trust to get the defensive line ready more than Ed O. Linebackers ready more than Ed O. But that's it, okay? He's not. He's not a DC. He's not. He's not scheming. He's not a great defensive mind. All right. He's not calling plays on defense. Okay. No. He's going to recruit talent. He's going to build a team around him.
3: Well, that's. I mean, it would be like if Saban decided that he was going to be uh, the offensive coordinator or something like that. Like yeah. Saban is a secondary guy. So he he's could coach a defensive the second, guy. Yeah, he's a defensive guy, but he's a he could take like,
2: over the defense tomorrow, and and y'all lose no sleep.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Havoc jumps in. Has Urban ever developed a quarterback that was successful in the NFL? I don't think so. Uh, blah blah. Uh, this, you know, we're going to talk about all this here in a minute. Uh, let, yeah. let's wrap up the uh, the Clemson stuff by, uh, this this could be a shift in the college football landscape if this is what Clemson is now, right? And and I don't know, uh. What to what to make of this game? Now, obviously, we don't have the answers right now. We'll, we'll go through next season. We'll see what happens. But this the is, problem is is
2: until the ACC gets better, they're going to moonwalk their way into the playoff every year. And at some point in time, we have to say stop. We yeah. got to stop this shit. We
3: just have to stop. And now, if they if they continue to win. Oh, then yeah, but then, they need to be challenged
2: when, at some point in what, time throughout the year, though.
3: Yes, what I'm saying is if they win in the playoffs, right? Because they've won two of the last four national championships. Like they, they played while, for the other team. How like, much
2: of that? How much of that is they? Are, they are rested and they don't have to show a lot of the playbook all year because they have to win a game a year usually.
3: Yeah, to get to the national now championship. this year
2: with Notre Dame in the ACC that changed things up. But the so take Notre Dame out of the ACC. The best team they played was Miami. They didn't have to to be a good team the entire year, but they get to do that every year. They've done that every year that the playoffs have been a thing. They beat nobody. They get into the playoffs with a ranked win, one ranked win or two, and usually those are fraudulent rankings, by the way. Those are teams that are only ranked in the top 25 just to prop up Clemson. If you really rank them, they, they, they shouldn't be ranked at all or they should be way, way, way down. Um, and, and, then, and then we're amazed that they show up rested really well and they've got plays that nobody's ever seen before. You know, last year in this game, in this very game last year, Trevor Lawrence ran all over Ohio State. He hadn't ran on anybody all year. Why hadn't he? He had played 12 games up to that point. We had never seen him run the football. Why? Because he didn't have to. Yeah. And then they got to pull this magic trick out in a big game that mattered and Ohio State wasn't ready for it.
3: And then Ohio State did the same thing to them. And Ohio State did the same thing to them. Yeah. But
2: that's why playing games that actually matter, matter. I do believe that if Ohio State would have had to play 10, 11, or 12 games, we would have seen a lot more of them. Not that it would have changed the outcome of this game, but we would have seen a lot more of them because the Big Ten, even the bad teams in the Big Ten fight like hell.
3: This is true. The ACC is true.
2: just isn't that.
3: No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree. It's a bunch
2: of smart kid schools that play, scheme it up, gimmicky football.
3: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Let's uh let's dive through the uh, the chat right quick before we jump into the NFL stuff. Um, Let's see. Birdie said, it looked like Clemson pounded Notre Dame and loved themselves, and Ohio State looked like they hated Clemson. Uh, Havoc said, has Urban ever developed a quarterback that was successful in the NFL? I don't think so. Uh, no, he has not. No, I did. Tim Tebow was the closest thing, and, you know, and he got a playoff win, but I don't know that that was so much uh, Tebow. Um, Ryan Spencer, uh, sorry, Ryan Johnson, is Spencer Rattler in the draft? If so, what position will he go? No. He will be back at Oklahoma next year. Uh, Casey, Desmond Ritter is 10 times better than Justin Fields and will be a starter in the pros. Fields shouldn't be a first-round pick. Uh, I don't, don't know. We're, let's
2: get, we're, we're, we're done with that. Just uh,
3: let's you see. want to read
2: some comments. Read some comments, but we need we
3: don't need to. Get Dude, we need to get right. off I of those. I've uh, been watching see. it. Let's see. Uh, Green man, we always hate Alabama. Talking about Ohio State, uh, Birdie. It matters. It matters a lot. Saban's only rule: number one bulletin board material or no bulletin board uh, material. It matters. Um, let's see. A lot of talk about Ritter. I, I want to address that.
2: I know that it matters. I don't know why it matters for playoff games. Like for a regular season game, yeah, you don't want to give a team bulletin board, you don't want to talk shit, you don't want to give them a reason to fight, whatever. That's fine. Like I, I get all that. You know, some coaches like it, some coaches don't, and I don't care. Yeah. Um, but but to in, in a playoff situation, if they need extra gumption to to play you real hard,
3: I don't know what we're doing. I I'm with you. Hey, Ryan wants to know what we did for New Year's. I uh I drove four hours to my in-laws and sat with my wife when everybody else went to sleep and watched Letterkenny until the clock hit midnight. I gave her a kiss, and then we went to bed. What'd I watched
2: uh, MASH until I fell asleep on the couch, and my wife came and woke me up at 11 o'clock and said, hey, uh, the TV's still on. And I said, okay, <laughs> and then I went to bed.
3: I, man, you know, we used to party. We used to party. And
2: if, if, hang on. if I had people over, I wouldn't have done that. Okay. Yeah. Sitting alone in this house with the same four people that are here all the time. I'm, I, th- how is that? There's no party in there. Okay. That's true. Booze that true. in that situation would be not a good thing.
3: I agree drinking by yourself is not nearly as much fun although I tend to do it on the regular here at the house so
2: I I'm okay with doing it but I need to be outside by myself and we had a bunch of
3: rain and oh junk, it was nasty, it was nasty. Yeah. yeah so it was bad uh Ben says the ACC and pac 12 especially are not good and they'll keep getting worse uh Blake said that we need an 18 playoff I do agree with that I'm of course I'm an advocate for 16 at this point uh, because I think actually getting there matters uh, I think we would still have the same teams that make it every year but you know, is what it is. Uh, ben said ACC went zero and six in bowls, and Pac twelve went zero and two and got wrecked. Uh, yeah, they they didn't have a good showing. So, and Big Twelve showed up well. Like they went five and zero. We hadn't really talked a lot about the other bowl games, but uh, you know, Big Twelve looked good. I guess. Like, is it
2: is it more important? Hang on. I, <laughs> So regular season football matters. Bowl games don't matter, right? They're exhibitions out, outside of the playoffs, correct? Uh,
3: unless your conference does really well, and then we want to, then we want to shift narrative. But hang on, but I agree regular with you.
2: season games definitely matter, right? Everybody's really trying to win all those, correct? Hundred percent. The Sun Belt went three and zero. You went zero and three against the Sun Belt in games where everybody was actually trying. In games where not everybody's really trying, you go five and zero. I think that's a damning indictment on your conference.
3: I would agree with that. Yes. Uh, Michael Curtis, Ryan Day is a very underrated coach, uh, product of uh, University of New Hampshire. Plus, he went to high school two blocks from my house. He's from the Coach Mack tree. Uh, I don't know He's not he's underrated. underrated at all. No. I think
2: people think he's probably the best play caller in all of college football. He's been that for the last two years at least. What, what first coach year, Mack. We didn't know what to think of him.
3: What Coach Mack is he talking about? I thought he was from the Chip Kelly tree. I don't know the answer to that. There's no way he's a Jim McIlwain guy, right? No, it's got to be a different Coach Mac.
2: Nobody would say they were from a Coach Mac tree
3: for McIlwain. Yeah. That's not true. Uh, Luke LaPointe said, Could they do what European soccer does? Best team in each group of five should trade places yearly with the worst team. Hey, we've talked about that. That's a, uh, uh, God, what is the word? Um, relegation. Relegation. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we would love that. We, like, I think it'd yeah. be great. But, uh, but the contracts are too ridiculous, and it'll never happen, so... Uh, Boom City Bush said, what's up, gentlemen? Nice to see him in here. Of course, Michael said, Saban is like Bill. You shut your mouth and you play. Don't give the enemy any added uh, motivation. And Casey said it needs to be 16. Um, Let's see. More teams in the playoff would decrease the opt-out, to my opinion. I do agree with that. And Havoc says, I was surprised how well Army played considering their weight regulation disadvantage. Uh, Yeah, Army Uh, Army looked good.
2: uh, Army had a chance to win that game, man. Golly. If it wasn't so damn rainy, I'd have been there.
3: Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I
2: woke up that morning, and I looked outside, and I said, no, I'm not doing this.
3: There ain't no chance. Ain't no chance. All right, let's talk about the NFL right quick. Um, okay. Lots of rumors, all this kind of stuff. Let's talk about the coaches that have been fired. Now, obviously, the Texans uh, got rid of Bill O'Brien uh, before the season was done. The Falcons did the same with Dan Quinn, and the Lions, of course, got rid of Matt Patricia. Now, the Jets have fired Adam Gase. Uh, the Jags fired Doug Marone. The Chargers have fired Anthony Lynn. Um, who am I missing? Is that it? That's uh, that's six of them. Yep, that's six. Okay. So, w- there's there's six there, and Zach Taylor is expected to stay at his job, of course, with the no. Bengals for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, and then Doug Peterson, despite the ugly season, he is uh, he is keeping his job, at least for this next season. And we'll see what they do with Wentz. We'll see what we do with whatever. You and I talked a lot over the weekend about uh, some of the national media that like to entertain the idea of Wentz getting traded. We have said it. So many times I don't even know why. we In have the next to keep couple repeating. of
2: weeks, we might sit down and actually have a deep dive on this because content will be sparse. Yeah, and that might be might be something interesting. to Actually, try to break down the whys against the the whats.
3: Yes. Uh. So to to give everybody a short term answer, just to go ahead, you can entertain this thought all you want to. Wentz is not getting traded. He yeah. there's nobody that wants him. He will not be traded. So, um. So let's talk about some of these rumors. Urban to the Jaguars—is that legit? You think?
2: So reports are Urban wants twelve million a year, Holy
3: and the Jaguars God. are going to do it. I just don't like. What do you think he could be successful?
2: No, that's different. That's different. I do <laughs> not know that he would be a very good NFL coach. I agree. So here, here's my problem in the NFL. Okay, in the NFL, you don't have CEO coaches. Okay. Every head coach in the NFL has to be able to take over one side of the ball or another. Has Urban been so long ago a play caller that he could take over an offense if he had to?
3: He has not called plays since...
2: And I don't know that he's put together, quote-unquote, his offense since
3: Utah? Honestly, well, no, he he put it together because Dan Mullen was with him at Utah. Well, but Dan Mullen was with him at, at Bowling Green before he ever went to Utah. Like Mullen has been with him every step of the way until, until he went Florida. to uh, yeah. Well, he, even at Florida, he was with him until and, like yeah. the last year. Yeah, and when, yeah, and when left. and when Mullen left, uh, that was kind of an issue because they they had one good year and then they could yeah. not do anything that last year that Urban was there before he quote unquote retired. Um uh, so you, you do wonder about it. Now he did have Tom Herman at Ohio State, but then he got that ball rolling so well that it I'm not gonna say it didn't matter who they brought in, but you know, I mean he also brought in Brian Day. And Ryan Day has, has looked pretty good. So
2: he's been he's been to say the least, he's been propped up by great offensive offensive coordinators.
3: This is true. This is true. And in the
2: NFL, you just you just the CEO head coach doesn't work. And that's what he's been you. in college football, which you could be a great, once again, Dabo has built a monster. Urban has built multiple monsters. He, you can't just be a CEO head coach in the NFL. He's going to have to be exceptional at something.
3: Yeah, I I do agree with that. Uh, other rumor, Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. A lot of people are surprised by this. Uh, even our group chat with uh, with one of our other podcasts, but the Westside Pirates, they were surprised because they thought Harbaugh had already been extended at Michigan.
2: No, uh, they, they give him an extension. He hasn't signed it
3: yet. Right. He, they offered one to him. He has not right. signed it because he does want to get back to the NFL. I think he would rather do that than hang around at Michigan because at Michigan, um, they're, they're playing a different sport than Ohio State. Michigan does not put the same amount of effort into their football program that Ohio State does. You, you no. are never going to be on the same level. Like, it's just not, it's not even in the car. There was a day
2: and a time where they were, but the game has changed so much to where you have to sacrifice your, I'm going to use the word morals because I believe that's right, but that's probably the harshest way of saying it. If you want to be good at football, you you can't be this academic stronghold. You can't be this purest of a school um, and be elite at football. You just get year in and year out. Notre Dame, it's probably done better than anybody I've seen in a long time.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, let's see. Should, let's see, Boom City Bush said, should Kellen Moore have gone to Boise State or stick with those crappy Cowboys? Uh, well, right. it's not done yet. Like, Boise hasn't hired anybody and they, they just hired a new AD. So, like, I think I'm going to tell you
2: this. Boy, the best thing Boise could do is stay far away from Kellen Moore because he is not a good OC at Dallas.
3: I agree with that. They got a lot of talent there,
2: and their offense is sometimes not real good. And there's no excuse
3: for that. I don't know that him not being great with Dallas uh, makes him just not a a possibly good coach at Boise State. I think he could be good in college, uh, but who knows? Right? I, I don't mean,
2: know. I'd stay away, but that's fine.
3: Totally that's fair. Uh, the hardball too, the NFL stuff. Um, and so Lions, Chargers, like there's a lot of options there. Uh, do you think anybody bites on him?
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the Chargers would love a Jim Harbaugh. I
3: do. You think, I, I, we've seen him be successful in the NFL. You think he could do it again? Yes. Yes. That game has not changed that much. I, I do agree with that. Uh, the other, the other rumor is Dan Mullen to the NFL. It the man this guy might be the worst post-game press conference guy after a loss that I have ever seen in my they life. They got it. He,
2: Somebody, this is why college football coaches, this is why Brett Bittables doesn't want to be a coach right yeah. here. It's because he, after that loss, doesn't have a million people stick a microphone in front of his face and have to talk at your lowest, most angry point.
3: Yeah. that's And, and Mullen has had that multiple times this year. I mean, it's just they, they lost four games this year. And, and they maybe had the best team that they've had since Mullen has been there. Yes. And yet they lost the most games since Mullen has been there. Um, it, it's it, – the some of the stuff that he says just blows my mind. I don't know that it would deter anybody in the NFL from hiring him. Like, I could Why? totally – Why would it?
2: I, I actually think Dan would be an exceptionally good uh, uh, NFL coach because Dan does not recruit.
3: I think kay? he I think he would work well with the Jets. Yeah, Well, I don't know. I, I think yeah, he would fine. work well with the Jets. He like, probably
2: would. He probably would. He'd do better than anybody else has done there so far.
3: Yeah, I I tend to think so. Alonzo uh, jumps in. Go Jags. Uh oh oh. Michael Curtis said, Coach Mac is uh, Sean McDonald. I, it, Sean McDonald. Like, does he have a coaching tree? I don't know. I I did not. I like. I never would have thought of that. Um. All right. So a uh, lot a of, lot of talk about the Colts and the Titans fans hoping that the Jags hire Urban. Uh, let's say Michael wants to know in our opinion, which job is the best. Uh, I think the chargers are, uh, chargers Chargers definitely a really good job because like they've got talent. They've got a quarterback. Now they've got, they've got a
2: quarterback and they've got elite players on defense and they've got some amazing skill players.
3: Uh, the lions, uh, while they do have a quarterback, they don't have all of the other stuff that you need.
2: I don't believe the lions will have a quarterback. I think the lions will be drafting a quarterback.
3: Uh, Falcons, uh, any thought to that one?
2: Uh, I do not think the Falcon, I, I think the Falcons are a complete rebuild.
3: I, I tend to believe so as well. I think they need to wipe the slate clean with that defense. Um, yep. and, 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 offense, and, I
2: think, I think Matt Ryan doesn't play football at Atlanta anymore. And it's probably good for both parties. Involved.
3: He's a, he's a little long in the tooth, little yeah. long in the tooth. Uh, Texans, I mean, obviously you got Deshaun Watson to build with, but, um, uh, but you man, got no you, draft you
2: capital, and you don't have any cap room either. Like, they're kind of – that's a terrible job. Uh, but, I mean, yes, but you, you also, get the best quarterback out of all of them, but you, damn.
3: You are going to have to go in there and completely rebuild a culture. With well, you
2: have to hit on every draft pick you get. But, and you're talking nothing but third and fourth round guys. you got to hit on all of them, yeah. which those guys aren't – you don't hit on those guys, but that's it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Havoc jumped in and said the same thing. Uh, Texans are the worst because of lack of draft picks and cap space. Uh, And then Michael Fritz said, "Matty Ice to the Niners."
2: I Eh. wouldn't listen. That wouldn't surprise me.
3: No, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be surprised with that at all. Actually, Um, and I I think they'd be okay. So we shall say. I think he. I mean, would they bring him in and make him a backup immediately? Like you don't, you don't make Jimmy G a backup.
2: Mm, There's a chance Jimmy G's not there anymore.
3: That's very possible. Uh, let's talk about these uh, these playoff matchups for this weekend. Saturday at noon, you've got the Colts and the Bills. Uh, that's a pretty good matchup, I thought. Like I like the way that it all fell like that. We, we got some really good games this weekend. I love having three games a day. Uh, I agree. Twelve o'clock, and then three forty p.m. You've got the Rams and the Seahawks. Seven fifteen, you've got the Bucks and Washington. Um, well, I fully expect the Bucks to be able to to handle Washington. I think all of those games could be intriguing. Is there any one of those that uh, that you like more than the other one? Like, I a Ram Seahawks is always fun, but uh, but is that the best game of the day?
2: No, no, I think the Bills Colts game is going to be the best game of the day. Think so? Yeah,
3: yeah, that could, I that could be a lot of fun.
2: I think That's... this Bills team, I, I think this Bills team might be my, if I had to pick a team right now before any playoff games start, pick one, win the Super Bowl, win it all. That that might be my bet
3: over the Chiefs. Over the Chiefs, over the Packers, they they are playing like the Bills are playing like gangbusters right now, man.
2: And they haven't had a fully healthy defense in a while. The the, they're about to start getting some guys back too, man. I just think when that defense is owned, that defense was owned point earlier this year, and then the COVID thing happened, and then some injuries happened. If they get those guys back and they get that defense looking, because the offense wasn't looking. Yeah, I guess it was because Josh Allen was an early MVP guy, and then he fell off for a while. Um, man, I they might be the most complete team. They don't have all the weapons Kansas City has, but what they make up in weapon lack in weapons, they make up in just a much better defense overall. As I,
3: I do agree with that, I do agree with that. Um, let's see. Michael said, "I'm joining the uh, the Bills Mafia." Um, let's see. Boom City Bush, uh, sorry, Boom City Bush said, as a Browns fan, it's great to not hear about who we're drafting number one and who we're hiring. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm very excited that the Browns made the playoffs. Um, We get a third crack at the Steelers. Uh, I told you last week, don't bet the Browns and all those points. Um, But uh, they got the win. I'll take it any way we can get it and uh, hope for some luck to go our way. Sunday.
3: Yep, yep. Uh, let's talk about Sunday here in a second. Casey uh, said, "I think Belichick uh, has his eye on Zach Wilson and Desmond Ritter." And he said, "Who's going to get the next Shannon Sharp in Kyle Pitts?" Um, and then Desmond Michael, Ritter's
2: not coming out of this draft, I don't think. I think Ritter's
3: staying in college. Um, and so he he's a senior this year. He can go back if he, he can wants go to. Back. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Like, he, he, I think he did improve his draft stock, but uh, he I mean, definitely we'll see. did.
2: My only reason for coming back would be that this. Uh, quarterback draft is. I mean, like I said, there's there's yeah. seven dudes that will go in the first round, and that's not naming him.
3: Yes, no, I, so, I agree. Uh, I mean, that's that's the only thing. Michael wants a video of you jumping to the table with the bills. Uh, that, mafia. that
2: you won't get. <laughs> I won't do that. Sorry.
3: Let's uh, let's talk about the Sunday games. Uh, the noon game on ESPN is the Ravens and the Titans, and the Ravens have uh, in in the past. They ruined many a Titan seasons in the playoffs until last year. Um, and the
2: Titans got them. This yep. is this is kind of becoming a playoff rivalry.
3: It is. It is. You remember I, all the Ray Lewis against uh, 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 Steve McNair and all yeah. that that went on back, you know, late nineties. I'm going to tell you.
2: I know that my game is on during this one. This is my most intriguing game of all Wild Card Weekend.
3: Uh, no, your game is not on during this one. Well, no, it's on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's on Sunday. Uh, So, the 12 o'clock is Ravens-Titans. 340 is Bears at the Saints. Uh, I think that we like the Saints quite a bit there. I'm not interested in that game at all. Me either. You know, I'm trying to I'm really not
2: at all. I'm trying to not crap on this Bears thing, but, man, I just... This is the least interesting game out of all the playoff games. Hey, so
3: did you you see the article uh, on Saturday that basically said... If Trubisky loses to the Packers, uh, they might just go ahead and, and cut him at the end of the season, and then they still make the playoffs? Like, w- what in the world? Like,
2: <laughs> Are they going to cut Nagy, too? Because I they, they made the playoffs. I don't think they're – listen, this needs to be a – the Tennessee Titans changed their life, okay, by firing a guy that made the playoffs.
3: Yeah, that, that and, made it to the second the Bears, round of the playoffs.
2: Like and the Bears to the need to do the exact
3: same thing here. I think so as well. I think so as well. Um, even with the Bears win here, like I think we know what we got with, I, with Nagy. I don't like, see
2: the Bears win in this game. I, I just maybe that's why I'm not interested. in it Is because I just don't even see that as a possibility.
3: I think you're probably right. And then finally, uh, your game, your boys, the Browns at the Steelers, seven fifteen p.m. NBC. That is the last game of Wild Card Weekend. And, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see if the Steelers get some dudes back. They had a bunch of guys on the COVID list uh, last week. And, you know, obviously we're going to see Big Ben playing this week. Uh, the fact that that Browns game was as close as it was, was a little disheartening, I guess. Going no, into I, this I, I told but, like, you it
2: was predictable to me, though.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, you you were right. You were 100% right. Um, I, I just, I was I was a little shocked that the Steelers even had a, a chance at the well, spot. they weren't missing
2: anybody really, except for Ben on offense. Everybody, all the other starters played.
3: At, but then on on defense, it was you know. But Mason Rudolph is like, at, I don't know. Maybe he just had a hell of a game, and it, I I don't know. I don't I don't, I don't know I don't what think, to make of this game. I don't game.
2: think our I don't think our defense is very good. So,
3: well, what uh, what do you think about um, I mean, what do you think about this game? Like, uh, I just, we're, I just we're gonna break it down, but like,
2: I don't I I want to keep it close. I want to win the game.
3: I don't know. Yeah, you keep it close in the fourth quarter. Give yourself a shot. And, and remove my to, fandom
2: from this. I would say take the points because it's more than the hook if you can get three and a half, but or four or whatever it ends up landing on. But you know, this is the one game I don't have a strong feeling for. All the rest of them, I I like my bets. I like my picks.
3: I can understand it. So we we will go through the picks and all that kind of stuff. We'll break the games down on Wednesday. Of course, uh, tomorrow we are recording our uh, college football playoff uh, national championship preview for SBR. So make sure that you go over to YouTube, subscribe to SBR Picks over there, and uh, head over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF for our college football gambling content. Uh, just because the season is over next Monday does not mean that we will be done there. We're going to put up several videos, interviews, all that kind of stuff out on that channel. Uh, we will continue on with sportsbookreview.com. And make sure that you go over to winningcureseverything.com. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, we, we, it, we've spent a long time on this, about an hour and 25 minutes so far. Um, but, my gosh, there was a lot to talk about, a lot to get in. Casey, of course, jumping in. Ram's money line said his lock of the week. We shall see. Uh, but, yeah, you guys have been fantastic. We appreciate all of you. Winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you go and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five-star review and uh, subscribe on YouTube. Everywhere else you need to subscribe, of course. The live show, of course, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on Periscope, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that is urgent that we need to hit?
2: No, I think we're good.
3: Let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys are great. Thank you for all of the comments and everything. We hit over a hundred again today. We we can't thank you enough for that. Uh, thank you for supporting us through another season. We're we're heading into year five now, so we uh we appreciate you guys. And we will be back again on Wednesday. So with that said, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully, we can cash some tickets this week.